0: You where I've been. I to find the love hey everybody, you're listening to the How to Have Threesomes podcast.
1: I'm Key. And I'm Lily. We've been together for seven years in a relationship style we call monogamish.
0: This podcast is going to give you everything you need to build a stronger relationship with your partner, create healthy boundaries, and communicate honestly.
1: We're going to help you have fun, safe, sexy adventures and have the best threesomes of your life. Ready? Ready? Here
0: we go. Yep.
1: Hey guys, the episode you're about to hear needed to be re-edited. All the guests and stories you love so much are still the same, we just needed to bleep out a few things for privacy. Before we jump into the episode today, we wanted to tell you that the How to Have Threesomes video course is now open for enrollment.
0: We have spent years working on this project and are so, so excited to share it with you.
1: In this course, we teach you all of our secrets for finding your ideal unicorn, from navigating dating apps and play parties to forming connections with friends and with professionals.
0: Regardless of your experience level, this video course is full of actionable tips, tricks, and worksheets like the needs list, kinky questionnaire, and what makes a high converting tinder bio.
1: We show you how to express your deepest desires without destroying a relationship, plus how to maintain excitement with your partner.
0: If you want to have the best threesomes of your life, this is the video course for you.
1: We are now also offering coaching for people who want that individual attention. Some of the best money we ever spent was on a professional to help guide us through our challenging times.
0: And not every therapist is trained to navigate non-monogamy, so if you and your partner want some extra support in these tricky situations, we're here for you guys.
1: Another thing that we're offering is a sexy getaway. Come and spend a week with us on a tropical island. We're going to take you on some amazing experiences like hiking waterfalls, partner acro, fire dancing, and some crazy party nights. We've also teamed up with experts to bring you workshops in Tantra, Shibari, Trust Building, and Pickup.
0: Plus, personalized photo shoots to show off the best version of yourself online. By the end of the retreat, you'll be more confident, have a better connection with your partner, and a deeper understanding of your desires. This retreat will be a bunch of wild and sexy times, and we're stoked to bring you guys out here.
1: We're offering the video course and the coaching on teachable.com. If you want more details about the couples retreat, we have a form you can fill out. All the links will be available in the show notes or on the How to Have Threesomes Instagram.
0: You guys are also welcome to reach out to us directly for coaching or anything else you might need.
1: This is How to Have Threesomes. I'm And I'm And it's our first time back in a little while.
0: Hey guys, we missed you. Sorry for the break.
1: All right, this week we're going to do something special. We are going to give away some Uberloo. We're going to give away two 50 milliliter bottles to the first two people who write to us on How to Have Threesomes on our Instagram page and mention what our favorite fruits are.
0: So you're going to have to pay very close attention because we're going to like randomly drop that information somewhere throughout this episode. Um, but now it's like an, an I spy with my little eye, but it's with your ears. Uh, and if you remember this food or fruit, uh, you're going to write that in a comment, and then you are entered in the giveaway. So let the game commence. What are we talking about today?
1: The Pickup Game.
0: Oh, it's, this movie.
1: It's a documentary about the pickup world and people who pose themselves as pickup masters and who sell courses and books about the pickup game and trying to get girls and trying to get laid.
0: Yeah, it sounded like a really hopeful movie right off the bat. And the first five minutes of it are fun and actually quite educational, I think, where it talks a lot about like body language and kind of power dynamics and conversation and how to not be awkward and like how to not make people feel threatened by your presence. And I thought that was important. And then the whole movie kind of down-spiraled into how most of these gurus are just yanking money from people for like really predatory behavior. And a lot of them have gone to jail um, and like been charged with like sexual assault and harassment and how a lot of these techniques are not necessarily uh, advisable. Um, But it really went to show how desperate a lot of men are, specifically young men, to feel connection and how hard (laughs) it seems to be for them, how isolated a lot of them seem. And they turn to these guys expecting like a type of mentorship um, when maybe really all they needed was some friends and, like, an adult role model to help them along. But all they could find were these guys online. Um, and this is where they ended up.
1: So one of the first things that I felt, I was watching and I was like, holy shit, these guys are amazing at getting girls. Like, And it made me feel kind of, like, incompetent in myself because cold calling, like, walking up to girls is not my strong point. My strong point, I like to think, is, like, further down the line and, like, maintaining a good relationship and having threesomes. Like, those are my specialties. I've never been the best at, like, just meeting people randomly on the street, not to say that I can't do it, but I just have so many people who turn me down and that has never made me feel really good and I'd like prefer to pick up girls in a way that is more wholesome, like they're friends of friends and I've had a lot more success in that. I've had a lot more success doing things that way.
0: And I'd like to take a moment to even mention that these pickup artists um, and some of them are like very big names like if you Google like pickup guru like these are the three guys you're going to find and even for them like 95% of women turn them down like they had some kind of undercover reporters and people who used to work for them talking about the fact that the highlight reels you see cut together of them you know walking up to random girls in the mall or girls on the beach and just ending up making out with them you know behind a dumpster five minutes later like that is such a rare case like there is no man on earth who can just walk up to a hundred percent of girls and have a positive reaction especially when you don't even know if that party's single or interested or like you're their type it's not uh, reasonable to expect of yourself or others to have a hundred percent um like conversion so
1: or even close to that they said that like 95 percent of the time they got turned down so like imagine five out of every hundred people that you approach something good happens
0: yeah and that might not even be sex that's just someone who also mutually finds you um attractive, and then is willing to explore for the possibility. So when he says he's not good with girls, first off, we all know that's complete shit. He's wonderful with girls. And I've seen him cold call successfully. I mean, hence uh, the, the last person we slept with. That was a complete cold call at a party, and that just went all the way. So he clearly knows what he's doing. Um, but I think what he means is that he has very um, different motives, I think, than a lot of the guys we see, where he's not just trying to like find a random person for a fuck and then kind of discard them. Um, yeah, and
1: that was another interesting thing I noticed about the movie, is that if they had amazing pickup, they didn't talk about what to do after that point. <laughs> no follow-through. <laughs> yeah, so they get the girl, and then they talked about how their girlfriends cheated on them after that, or they just broke up, or, like, it. it they only teach you how to get to that part where you're able to talk to them and get their number. And then after, like, the, the pickup lines and everything runs out, like, you have to have sustenance behind that that's going to, you know, maintain a relationship and keep her... Attracted to you for a lot longer than that. It's not just about like having sex with one time and then being done with it It's there's so much more to it than that
0: Okay, I'm gonna completely <laughs> Disagree with I think a lot of the movie did talk about how to actually get to have sex with the person right? It wasn't just the first pick of lines It was you know the body language the questions the conversations how to kind of like instill this confidence in yourself um, to get the girl up into your hotel room and to fuck her Then there's no follow-through, then it wasn't like, how to be a good sexual partner, how to have a boundaries and consent conversation, how to do aftercare, do you actually want a relationship with this person? It was literally like, here's how to have a very basic sexual encounter with someone that means nothing emotionally, doesn't excite you very much, doesn't mean much, you're left feeling not fulfilled, and this girl probably never tells her friends about it because it was the worst sex she ever had, and she's like super embarrassed that she fucking fell for your games. It just, I don't know, these guys all seem really fucking lonely. Like yeah, maybe they got laid by a bunch of girls who didn't actually like them, but at the end, the, one of the main like main pickup masters, um, who I guess wrote this book, like what one of the, the original books, yeah, one of the original books like in the 70s or something, was on all these talk shows about like how to sleep with the women you know who who are above your pay grade or whatever, and he is now like a single old man who lives with his three cats who like wishes that he'd actually had a substantial relationship with someone like you. That shit doesn't last forever.
1: Yeah, given there are some bits of knowledge in there that are super important. Like they were talking about body language and how to be relaxed and everything. Like There's so much that you can learn. It's just not about idolizing these people maybe and thinking that they're going to solve all your problems. Because they were talking about how a lot of these guys, they go to these seminars and everything and they might not get the results that they wanted. They're still going to be lonely at the end of it. And also, one of the things that was most interesting to me was that one of the pickup artists who wrote a bunch of books and was super well known and then eventually got married and got out of the game, he talked about how in order to become this man who was able to talk to girls and get them into his bed, he had to be able to withstand so much rejection and he felt like it dehumanized him. He felt like he was just like kind of numb and he didn't really fall for the girls. He didn't allow himself to fall in love and to like feel the emotions that you normally feel. So he's like, yeah, I ended up getting laid, but like the cost was, was that it didn't mean much to me. I was just so numb and it, you know, it really wasn't a special thing for me anymore.
0: Basically, all of his interactions lacked any of the actual intimacy, right? There was none of that kind of connection and that spark in the butterflies in your stomach when you like someone and they like you back. And and he talked about how hard it was for him to come back to a place where he could feel excited about people and actually want a genuine connection. And doing that to yourself long term, just kind of staying numb, keeping it surface level. Like it really fucks with people. Like we're not meant to be alone that way. And maybe that's fun for guys, you know, when they're like, you know, in their teens, 20s, early 30s, but like, you don't wanna be like 60 years old, like by yourself with no one who's gonna, you know, love you and share your life with you. And maybe that's, you know, a domestic partnership, a best friend, whoever it is, but a lot of these guys seem like really lonely because they spent so many years treating people like objects um, and it did not go well for them in the end.
1: Okay, so at first when we were watching the movie, I felt pretty bad because I was like, man, these guys are making so many interactions happen with so many different girls all the time. And it made me feel like me and have been out of the threesome for a year now. And given in that time we've done other things, like we went to the and we've had some other experiences where we've been sexual with each other and with other people, but not quite, like, <laughs> taking it all the way to sex. Like, we've flirted, we've had those, like, intimate moments, but we haven't taken it all, to, all the way to sex. <laughs> But at first I was like, man, why do we have a podcast about threesomes if we're not having more? And then at the end of the movie, I kind of realized that we have a lot of opportunities to have threesomes, but we don't necessarily take those opportunities. And I think that it's a good thing that we haven't taken those opportunities because we really want to make sure that we have wholesome threesomes that are good for our relationship and good for us.
0: Organic free range threesomes.
1: (laughs) And with the right people that excite us and make us feel like we're becoming who we want to become. I don't think it's having threesomes that's difficult for us. It's having threesomes with people that really excite us. That is more of the challenge.
0: Yeah, I think uh, being the bigger man here when he says, you know, oh, we're, we're waiting for a more wholesome person. Truthfully, right, there's probably a dozen girls who would have been happy to sleep with um, and girls who would have been happy to sleep with us, you know, friends of ours, acquaintances of ours, people we've met at parties. Um, and I'm always the one who draws the line and says no just because I'm picky, and I'm able to do that, and for whatever reason, most of the time now, I'm just exhausted, right, because we're doing circus all day and building our house, and we're on a small island in the middle of a pandemic. Like, there's not, uh, as people say, there's not a lot of fresh meat around here. Like, everyone in this small town in in has been here for a long time, and we all kind of know each other, so I'm not really into messing up uh, the social pool, shall we say. Um, But I do think that we've kind of come to this place in our relationship where we agree that if we're going to bring someone in our lives like that, we want it to be an experience that'll make our lives better and their life better. Like, this is someone that we want to be friends with for a long time, even if we don't sleep with them again. Um, Just someone that we actually trust and want to have around and we enjoy sharing things with, right? Because this is really important to us, so. um, I don't know, they don't have to be like a fucking neuroscientist, but I do think we're kind of being more careful about choosing people who appreciate us and our time. and have similar values to us.
1: Yeah, and it makes me feel good because our last threesome that we had. It's
0: probably the, one of the best ones we've had, respect-wise.
1: Yeah, because from the very get-go, I told her, listen, we're in like an open relationship, and I kind of explained things before anything happened. And because of that, she didn't go in with a different set of expectations, like I'm gonna leave <laughs> be with her, or we went into the threesome, and we came out of the threesome better people, and we were all happy with the situation, and we're all still friends, and that feels good to me. That's so much more important to me than saying the right things to girls, getting them into bed, and then just then making them feel terrible about themselves or like they made a mistake or regretting a situation. I want everyone to come in and come out of it being a happier, healthier, better person. And that might take a little bit longer to accomplish, but it's something that we're willing to wait for.
0: Or if you're really impatient, just lower your standards, like legit. Um, there was someone I was talking to the other day. Um, I think he wrote to us on our page about the type of unicorn um, you and your husband were looking for. And it was like, she had to you know have a certain hair color and a certain body type and a certain personality and like certain types of music and food and like you had this really long laundry list and you're like, you know, we've been looking for six months. Why haven't we found her? I'm like, I don't fucking know if that person exists. Like you're welcome to wait for it if that is the only thing you think is gonna work for you. But let's just be real here, the longer <laughs> your list of qualifications are, and mine is quite long, which is why sometimes it can take, you know, 12 months defines someone that we're both down for and brings a lot of value to our lives. But if you're impatient, just lower the bar a little bit. You might be surprised with like, you know, how good an experience can be, right? People who might not be the most physically attractive person you've ever met can still be really good, intimate partners for a sexy encounter. Like you don't have to be, um, you know, making this kind of a trophy hunt the entire time. And there will be swells in your relationship where sometimes maybe you guys are, are down for it every single week and you're willing to put in that effort. Um, and sometimes you're like, fuck it. I just want to stay home and eat pancakes and like watch game of thrones. You know, you don't need to be on it all the time, which I think is really important is that the couples I talk to who are polyamorous or open or have threesomes is that, you know, sometimes there are months or years at a time where you go completely, you know, dark on the dating apps and you're really just focusing on your partner or building your job or your career or sport, whatever it is. And then sometimes you pick it up again. It doesn't have to be a world that once you enter, you have to be in it, you know, every Friday night, um, but I would really be honest with yourself and your partner um, about kind of where that balance comes for, you know, me waiting a year in between threesomes, like, that's fine. Like, I'll wait for the next, like, bombshell to walk into our life and be a perfect match. On the other hand, would kind of, I think, prefer to maybe make some of the situations work that we already have available to us. And that's an open conversation that we can kind of always have. Um, and I think that's important to be able to, I don't know, constantly be in flow of renegotiating the, um the unicorn options out there
1: yeah one of the things that i'm open to as well is because i know sex means a lot to d- but like there's a lot of things that we could do that are not all the way to sex like some of the people that we've turned down maybe we could have turned those into situations that were sexual but didn't include sex
0: give, give the beautiful people some examples
1: well like if there's a couple friend of yours you can have sex in the same room you can do stuff like that
0: So, as an example, if we, let's say, went to a nightclub or a party, and we met a girl named, I don't know, let's call her Tiffany. And Tiffany's kind of cute, but she's not 100% my thing. If is down to make something happen, what could offer that could fit for both of us?
1: I mean, for us personally, there's things like we could do, like, a sexy photo shoot with them.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. What else?
1: Some girls, and this isn't right for everyone, but some girls might be interested in just, like, watching or letting something happen that's sexy around them, but not necessarily joining in yeah. themselves. A, a lot
0: of girls too in the past have just wanted, um, or rather have settled for, just like physical closeness. So like, they get to like snuggle with us while we like watch a movie or something. Um, and that's fine with me a lot of times, like I'm not a physically um, jealous person, like so f- like giving someone else a head scratch or back massage and we're just hanging out, like that's fine. But a lot of times, you know, they get their kicks out of it, like they get this hot guy and they get that time and physical touch. And then I'm like, okay, like, it's time for bed, get out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of it is just what you negotiate. Like if you, you know, everyone's gonna have a different set of boundaries and things that they find okay. So, you know, some things might be strange, but like you can work with it. You can make interesting things happen. Like I remember there was one girl that we were friends with and like at the end of our relationship, when we were hanging out with her, I was like biting her neck and stuff and doing some stuff like that, but nothing really sexual ever happened. It was just, that was what was okay with her. And that was where her boundaries were kind of drawn.
0: Or all the digital stuff, right? Lots of sending the sexy Snapchats, the sexy videos. I mean, obviously, make sure you trust the person. You're not going to end up like, getting blackmailed or whatever. Um, and I would always highly recommend to not have your face in any explicit things you send. Like, that's just general common sense now. Um, but yeah, always uh, stay creative, you know? Especially for, it usually seems like the women are the ones who write to me, um, who have kind of jealousy issues or concerns. Um, and kind of they're mistrustful of their their partners, so take baby steps. Be creative. You don't have to, you know, go full blown all the time.
1: Yeah, actually, another example as well. We met a girl the other day at a resort, and then we matched on Tinder later. And she just sent us some naked pictures, and that was <laughs> great. <laughs>
0: Completely unprompted.
1: Uh, and it didn't convert into anything else, but that's okay. Like Are you we can not have those little her? moments. No.
0: <laughs> oh shit, she was actually kind of cute. I never talked to her. She just like saw <laughs> in the pool one day, basically, and then they matched and then he was just like, hey, how's your day going? And she just got a bunch of titty pictures and I was like, oh, well there you go. There's
1: something else that I've been focusing on in my life as well right now. When I meet someone new, whether it's a girl or a guy, I've come into this new mindset where I'm trying to figure out what I can give to them. Like what can I do for you that will make your life better? So recently we were at a party and I met a girl and I tried this and I tried to be as helpful as I possibly could be. And it was really interesting. The conversation actually ended up turning towards threesomes in this podcast that we have. And I felt like she was way more open-minded than most people would be. Like she was just like very receptive to it and maybe even more interested sexually.
0: So, guys, basically, we're going to give you a little homework assignment this week. And what we would like you to try uh, and then write to us with the result is that any conversation you have, whether it's with a coworker, your romantic partner, a friendship, See what you can do for that person. See what value you can bring to their life without trying to get anything for yourself. Um, We think our hypothesis would be uh, that you might be surprised with how forthcoming people are with you, how much more willing they are to help you with your projects in return Uh, because it's not the way that we normally approach people in life, right? We're always trying to get a favor, ask help, and, you know, just uh, try and see what you can do for them, and you might be surprised with the results. Hmm. What's your favorite fruit? (laughs)
1: <laughs> my favorite fruit is cherries on the cherry topic
0: <laughs> we've
1: trying the lube and it's great guys it's really really good
0: it's juicy you want some i promise <laughs>
1: yeah i've said it before i think i said it at the beginning of this episode but it is literally the best lube we've ever used
0: uber lube for the win maybe that should be their new their new song gosh we make should we make uber lube a song
1: but guys if you don't trust us all you need to do is take that word cherry Write it to us in our Instagram account and get a bottle for yourself yeah. because it, it'll change your world.
0: The, yeah, legit. Um, the last giveaway went so well that we might be doing weekly giveaways, uh, which means the whole world is going to get real, real slippery uh, sometime soon. So, yeah, just uh, keep, keep yourself tuned into the gram gram for all that the goodies.
1: Yeah, and if you've gotten a bottle before, enter again. Do it again. Get a second bottle. Give it to your friends. (laughs) Give it to your unicorn. Give it to your
0: unicorn. Save it for yourself. Untangle your hair with it. All of the above. Um, I think my takeaways from the movie last night is that there are definitely techniques and things to be learned from kind of the pickup world and pickup artists, most of which I think are about, like, body language and confidence and properly, like, dressing yourself and, like, getting a haircut and how to speak confidently and being an interesting conversationalist. That was one of the main points they talked about in the movie was that most guys, when they're trying to pick up girls, probably just because they're nervous, are boring as hell. Like, you don't know what you're talking about, and you're stumbling, you're saying shit that no one wants to listen to. So really just like, try and be more genuine with people. And confident. Um, confident, yeah. Maybe look up some of the, the body language techniques. I actually found some of those really interesting. Like, you can look into kind of little subconscious things people do when they're not interested in what you're saying and learn how to course correct your conversation. So those are great. I would always, always steer away from being misleading um, or threatening, or aggressive, obviously I don't think you should ever fucking lie to someone to try and get in their pants, because that is creepy. Um, but yeah, I mean, make your game as strong as it can be while you're still being honest and a sexy, adorable, lovable human.
1: One of the things that we saw that was pretty good in the movie was this guy was approaching girls, like, front on with his chest towards them, looking them in the eyes, and he was saying how it would make anyone uncomfortable to be approached like that. And then he was showing how if he twisted his body, and leaned against a wall, and kind of talked over his shoulder to them, how oh, it made the whole situation more relaxed.
0: Yeah, a lot of really good stuff like that. So maybe check out the movie. Obviously, I think you'll walk away with a lot of the same <laughs> uh, takes as us. Um, but yeah, pick up artists. They know some things. They know some things that maybe they shouldn't know. And uh, yeah, I don't know.
1: I have think- something beyond that too. Make sure that your pickup game is not the end of it. You yeah. That's great learn all that information, and then come to us and other blogs and stuff that talk about how to have a healthy relationship after that because what you learn in those movies is only the first step.
0: Yeah, get the girl of your dreams and then keep the girl of your dreams or the unicorn of your dreams, whatever it may be. Okay, we love you, beautiful humans. We're signing off for now. Goodbye. You. You.